One of the things that sets wealthy people apart from the rest of the world is their expectations. Wealthy people expect money to show up. They expect it to be there and they expect it to be there in abundance. So for people who are trying to get out of the rat race and they're trying to start living a more prosperous life, that's one of the biggest challenges. They have to prepare themselves that when it happens, it's going to happen very quickly and it's going to happen in exponential bucket loads of money that you've never seen before. So you better get ready because it's coming. So here's the big question. How do everyday people like us who didn't grow up wealthy and were not taught how to be wealthy in school, how are we supposed to learn to think, invest, and grow wealth like the top 1% without compromising our ethics and our values? My name is Jeremy Whaley. That was my big question. This podcast will give you the answers. You're listening to Think Rich Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Think Rich Radio. Thank you for being here. I appreciate each and every one of you. And I want to remind you, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever podcast format you like to listen to. Those subscriptions really help me. They help out the show and it helps us get the message out to more people. So really appreciate it when you actually do those subscriptions. And of course, that way it automatically will come to your iPhone or whatever listening device it is that you're listening to. In today's show, I want to talk about get ready. It's going to happen fast. And this is a principle that I heard expounded for many years, literally, I mean years. And I think I kind of just pushed it away, not really thinking it was going to happen fast. And then it happened fast. And I started to learn this whole principle that you keep sowing and you keep sowing and you keep sowing. And then one day there's a harvest. And I want to encourage you today as you start thinking about your own life and you start thinking about the wealth and the money that you want to bring into your life. And I want to encourage you to not get discouraged when the summer months come, because there's always going to be a summer. And keep looking forward towards the harvest, because when the harvest comes, that's when all of the crops come together. And in your life, what that's going to look like is it's going to look a whole lot like the money finally shows up. I like to use this metaphor seasons because it's something we can all relate to. Every year we have the same seasons. After winter comes spring, after spring comes summer, after summer comes fall, and then winter is back and it all starts over again. And so we all kind of understand this nature of seasons. They're cyclical, it happens, and each season has different benefits that it brings to the earth, to the environment. In the springtime, that's when new growth starts. We plant seeds if you're planting your garden. If you're farming, then you're planting the seeds and you you start to sow and you sow and you sow and you sow and you plant and you plant and then you magically have fruit, right? No. Now you have to start watering it. Now you have to prune it and you have to work on it. And that's when the summer comes. Summer gets really hot and sometimes it's really dry and sometimes it's really difficult work and we have to cut out all the weeds and we have to, you know, do all the really hard work in the summer when there's no harvest to speak of. And then suddenly the fall gets here, and within a matter of, you know, weeks, the entire crop is harvested, and we have all this abundance. And then we get into the, the winter season, and everything dies off. And each of these seasons has a benefit. Each of these seasons serves a very important role. And these seasons are the perfect metaphor for our life as well. It's not just about plants. It's about the different things that we can do in our life 
And it, it, it hits us in every corner from finances to relationships to even just our life itself. We're all going through seasonal processes. And the more you understand about these cycles, the more the metaphors all start to make sense. And it's almost as though there was a divine source that gave us this metaphor of the seasons because it's so appropriate for literally everything in our life. About 10 or 15 years ago, there was a book that came out called The Secret. And The Secret focused in on something called the law of attraction. And whenever this book came out, this was not very common vernacular. Even though it had been around for probably 100 years or more, the common everyday language of the law of attraction was not something that people talked about. And so the book, The Secret, really brought it to the forefront. If you're not familiar with the concept, basically the law of attraction says this, you get more of whatever you focus on. That's what the law of attraction says. So if you focus on being discouraged, you're going to get a lot more discouragement in your life. If you focus on getting money, you're going to get a lot more money in your life. If you focus on being more gracious, you're going to have a lot more graciousness in your life. And essentially, the law of attraction says this, our reality is a reflection of the things that we are attracting into our life. When I first started hearing this concept, I had a really hard time accepting it. And now it's been, like I say, you know, at least 15 years, I've started to see it play out. I've started to understand it a lot better. But when I first heard this idea, it seemed so, first of all, esoteric. And secondly, it seemed so self-centered, like it was all about me. What I didn't realize is it is all about me. I don't mean that in an arrogant sense, but my life is my life and I'm responsible for my life. Your life is your life. You're responsible for your life. And so if I want to have happiness and joy in my life, it's up to me to focus on things that bring happiness and joy. And if I'm going to have better finances, it's up to me to focus on the finances. And if I'm going to have better relationships, it's up to me. Where I put that energy, that's where the things are going to come to. Another way I've heard it said is where focus goes, energy flows. And so if you put your focus and you put your energy into good relationships, you're going to have good relationships. If you put your focus and your energy on sporting events, then that's the thing that you're going to have a lot of in your life. And it's really simple. The thing that you focus on the most, that's where the most energy goes. Consequently, that's where the most energy flows, and that's what you get a lot of in your life. And so when you take this out several steps, we start to realize that our life, our outer world, the world around us is a reflection of the internal world that we're thinking. It's a reflection of the things that are going on on the inside. Whether it's good relationships, whether it's health, or whether it's finances, or whatever it is that you're talking about, everything in our world, the world around us as the world sees it, all of that is a reflection of what's going on in the inside. I'm not sure why it's so difficult for us to accept this concept. Maybe it's because it's easier to be a victim. Let's be honest, if we sit here and say I'm depressed and I'm depressed because all these things are happening to me, it's easy to blame those things and that's why I'm depressed and that's why I'm sad. But if we say I'm depressed and I'm depressed because of things that I've done to myself, well that means I have to be responsible and that's a much more difficult pill to swallow. Guess what? The most successful people in the world have learned to swallow that pill. The most successful people in the world have learned that we are responsible for our own reality. Now, you can call it the law of attraction. You can call it whatever you want to call it. I'm going to summarize it to say this. 
The things that you focus on are the things that are going to become the most important to you. And as they become the most important to you, it's going to become magnified in your life. So how does all of this fit together with the concept of seasons? Well, something I've discovered is every season of our life, we are constantly planting. And we're planting seeds that will ultimately grow into some sort of a reality. Now, just like if we plant seeds in the springtime, we're going to have the spring plant, and then we'll have the summer where we have to work the land, and eventually we have the fall harvest. The same thing happens in our lives. If we start focusing on finance, and we start focusing on money, and we start planting the seeds that will ultimately lead to wealth, it's going to be a season where we plant and we plant and we plant, and we don't see any fruit immediately. And then there's going to be a season that comes right behind that where we have to work, 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 work. And then there's going to be a season where it's a harvest. And what's amazing about the harvest time is it can happen faster than you ever imagined. That's how all of this starts to work together. We get very intentional about what we are planting and we do the hard work and then there's a harvest. And people come along and they say, how did you get so much harvest? How did you get all this great stuff in your life? It happened overnight. And you're the one, you're the only person who can sit there and say, no, no, no. It was all those years. It was all those months. It was all that toil. It was all that labor that I did. It wasn't the overnight success. It was the years of working the land. All those years that was a summer in my life. It led to this moment. And now I have a harvest. My first enormous harvest came after many, many years of toil. Now, to people on the outside, they thought it was uh, overnight success. They thought that I just woke up one day, decided to leave the music industry, launched an internet business, and voila, super successful human being. Nothing could be further from the truth. As I've already said in an earlier episode, you know, the first part of the labor was to figure out who I was as a person. What do I want to do? Who do I want to contribute to? Who do I want to serve? That was an enormous part that really took 10 years or beyond to really get evolved and settled in my own spirit. But what people really didn't see is all the failed businesses along the way. I had four businesses that we basically launched and killed within about a two and a half year period of time. It was a very discouraging time. And that was honestly one of the things that led to the uh, marriage crisis was the fact that I had so many failed businesses and I had failed in so many areas. It wasn't just one thing. It's never just one thing. It's the stacking of all of these trials that start to lead to the discouragement. If it was just one thing, then everybody would call you a pansy. (laughs) He has one failure and he gives up. Yeah, what kind of loser would do that? But it's never one thing. It's the years of toil. It's the years of trying and trying and trying. And then just about the moment you think it's going to work, something happens and it knocks you off your feet. That's what the summer's about. That's what the labor is. I don't think there's any overnight successes. There are a few people who appear to be an overnight success, and they're probably owned by the Illuminati or somebody who knows but 
true successes, people that really make something of their life, you don't do that overnight because success isn't born overnight. Success comes out of the hard work. If you want to be successful, then you have to do the work that successful people do. And successful people do unbelievable hard labor in the hours of the night that most people are asleep. If you want to look at your life and say, why do I not have the success that I want? You have to look at people's lives who are successful and ask, what are they doing that I'm not doing? What television shows are they watching or not watching that's different than me? How many hours during a day do they work compared to my hours in a day? I don't know any end to the day. I just kind of work around the clock and if I'm not sitting at my computer working, I'm driving in my truck and thinking and working and it never stops. And most entrepreneurs I know operate that way. Few people that are true entrepreneurs can shut the mind off. We're always working, we're always laboring. It's a mental labor. Sometimes it takes weeks, sometimes it takes months, sometimes it takes years. Keep working at it, keep working at the ideas, playing with the ideas, bouncing it off yourself, bouncing it off of others, working through the people telling you it's never going to happen, listening to those little demons telling you that you're not good enough, nobody's going to want what you have to offer. And then one day you finally get the courage and you launch it. And maybe the first launch is a success, maybe it's not. But here's what all successful people have in common. They just keep trying. They keep doing it. They keep working it. They keep going. They keep going. And what doesn't work, they come back and they tweak. And the things that did work, they leave it. And they learn from their successes. They tweak their other, what most people call failures. Entrepreneurs call learning opportunities. And then one day, all the pieces come together. And boom, it blows up. $30,000 in the first week. $80,000 in the first six weeks, a million dollars in the first four months. And people say, where did this kid come from? Where did this person come from? They were obscure. Weren't they working a desk job just a year ago? But you know, and you only know, you're the only person that will ever know the labor of your personal summer months. One of the reasons farmers keep coming back and farming every year is because they have a history. They recognize that if I plant some corn in the spring, there's a good chance after I work it for the summer, it's going to show up in the fall with a big harvest. And if they happen to have a bad year, maybe it's a drought, maybe it's a flood, who knows what it is, but something wipes out their crops. They still know that if I plant again next year, the odds are that I'm going to have a harvest next fall. And if by chance on the far outlier that they have two bad crops in a row, they know that the statistics say if they plant a third year, this year is going to be a winner. Farmers have known this wisdom for years, and so have wealthy people. You see, the difference in wealthy people that I've discovered and those of us who didn't grow up wealthy, wealthy people know intuitively if you keep trying, there's going to be a harvest. Those of us who grew up middle class and poor, we didn't learn that. It was not baked into our culture. We didn't understand those basic principles that you just keep working and you work through the trials and you work through the mistakes and eventually you have a harvest. And so what I see so often is after we have a failure, people quit. Most people stop after the first failure or the second failure. 
I spoke with somebody recently who was looking at starting a business. And I asked her, I said, why do you and your husband have fear about starting this new business? And her response to me was, well, we've just tried so many things. We did this one company and it failed and we did this other company and it failed. And I just don't know if I can go through it again. She had two failures and she was ready to give up. As I already mentioned in this episode, I had four solid business failures before my first big one hit. And since that time, I've still started three or four other things that have not taken the traction like I wanted them to. I don't say that to pat myself on the back. I say it to let you know that if you want to win, you're going to have some losses. And it's only out of those losses that you can learn the lessons that you need to learn so that you can truly win. Wealthy people know that. If you want to learn how to think rich, you've got to think beyond the loss and think towards the harvest. Allegedly, Thomas Edison built over 9,000 light bulbs that didn't work until he finally got to one that did work. But when he found the light bulb that worked, he changed the world. On average, they say business owners start between 10 and 15 businesses before they have a really big one that works. I don't know where that number came from. You look at someone like Elon Musk, and he's got multiple companies running. Steve Jobs had multiple companies. I don't know where these numbers come from. Here's what I do know. I do know that wealthy people have an understanding that we keep working and failure is not the end of the road, but rather failure is just an opening to a new learning opportunity so that we can take that information, we can reapply it, and then we try again. And what you're going to discover if you just keep trying and you keep trying and you keep working towards your ultimate goal, you keep the faith, you keep the optimism, all these things start to work together because that's your focus. Ultimately, everything is going to come together and then one day it's going to hit. And it's going to be like, boom, out of nowhere, it hits, and there comes the money, and it just starts flowing, and you start to say, where have you been all these years? And the answer is, it's been the summer. Maybe you planted seeds years ago. Maybe you just planted the seeds. I don't know. But at some point, in order for those big trees to grow, it has to go through summer. So probably in your life, you've been stuck in some summer months and the harvest is right around the corner. Keep the faith, keep working towards it, and get ready, it's going to happen fast. Hey everybody, would you like to experience seven breakthroughs that changed my life? If you would, I've put them together for you in a series of videos, and it's available on my website at jeremywhaley.com. jeremywhaley.com, and all you need to do is put your email in there, and I will send you these seven videos about breakthroughs, seven breakthroughs that have changed my life. I think they'll change your life as well. So go check it out over at jeremywhaley.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe on iTunes or on Stitcher or wherever you're listening to this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you can get every episode directly in your iPhone or whatever listening device it is that you are using. Thanks again for being here and I'll see you next time.